And a resounding good afternoon, peace and grace. You are now tuned in to Make Some Intelligent Noise, the justice movement for all. And you're listening to Rochelle Wilson, the one and only mother of the movement, your favorite radio personality here at WHGE 95.3 FM. The Education Station, the Advocacy Station, your Black News Information Station. Thanks to Mr. Harmon Carey for his ingenuity and his ambition. We are so thankful to be a part of your listening day. We consider you as our WHGE 95.3 FM family. And we thank you, we appreciate you for tuning in. So you're listening to Rochelle Wilson, and that is my little mantra song. That is my intro, because I happen to have an ego that's big enough to say I am so fresh and so exciting uh, that you just want to hear and be a part of what I am saying to you. So... Uh, to my Facebook friends and family, thank you so much once again for tuning in. Um, they tried to kind of cut me off there. I didn't think they were going to let that part play out. I kind of figured that they would not. Uh, anytime you play music, if Facebook uh, recognizes it, they you have to say, I don't have the rights to this. And so I did not do that. And so they cut my Facebook feed off. And uh, you may say, you know, why do I care about my Facebook audience? Well, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, they are important to me. And if you just give me one moment uh, to get back online, I would appreciate that. So there's lots to talk about today. Uh, I'm really excited to, um, well, we know <laughs> TT just left with another Boston babe, uh, an incredible lady, Miss Jazzy Kitty, and she's kind of a one-stop shop. You can get everything you need from that one single location. Uh, she, she does it all, and so we appreciate her for that. So I do apologize for the delay. Please forgive me. As I stated, whenever I play music, Facebook will cut me off. Uh, and as I was also attempting to state, you know, Facebook is where I started when I had no voice and I did not know where to turn to have a voice or to grow my voice to be heard. I turn to Facebook and there are many people there who have been loyal and faithful supporters of Make Some Intelligent Noise and myself, Rochelle Wilson. And for that, I have to be loyal to my Facebook friends and family. 
they started me off. They gave me a platform. And of course, I have grown <laughs> quite a bit since then. Uh, but the same people you meet going up are the people that you will meet coming down. So be mindful if you are entertaining angels unawares. Treat people fair and treat people the way you want people to treat you with love and respect uh, and courtesy. And so, uh, yeah, I'm very loyal to my Facebook friends and family. And I just got to say really quick before we move on, because we have so many other important subjects to talk about. Uh, but before we go there, I've got to say this one thing. Um, anyone who's had any association with Facebook, you know, it's very, very difficult to get 58 people to share your post, whatever your post is, uh, to get a large audience to really chime in to what you're saying. And I'm very happy to report that I had 1,269 folks uh, from my Facebook friends and family to chime in for my birthday, my solar return, uh, my Earth Day. You know, we can call it all kinds of things, but 1,269 folks chimed in and 214 people sent me uh, some form of a birthday wish or birthday, you know, uh, blessing or greeting. And that was amazing. And I say out of the 214 people that reached out to send me uh, either messenger or they went directly onto my Facebook page, 189 people reached out to me in totality through messaging to say, happy birthday, Rochelle Wilson. And I, it just touches my heart so sincerely. I have to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to my Facebook friends and family for their love and absolute support. Thank you. I, I couldn't do it without you. Uh, or maybe I could, but I'd rather do it with you than without you. I'll say it that way. So let's get right into the rest of our show. As I stated, uh, Big Deezy, Timeless Thomas, just left the studio. His guest today was Miss Jazzy Kitty. Uh, she's publishing. So it's Jazzy Kitty publications and she can be reached at 877-782-5550. She is uh, a connoisseur of all things publications, websites, books, etc. and so forth. Uh, she's a Boston babe, beautiful uh, African-American or black and brown and golden woman. And uh, she's doing the damn thing. So we got to give her a shout out. And if you're interested in getting your website up and done, you may want to consider giving her a jingle. I told her as she left the studio, had I known about you two weeks ago, <laughs> I would have had you build my website for me. Uh, that would have been great. Uh, but unfortunately, I did not know that she existed. And so I had to turn to my own uh, level of research and Google and just picking around with all of those funny, crazy looking buttons. <laughs> she don't know what they go to. Right. But um, I finally did it. I was able to get my website. It is up. It is published. Uh, it's still I have to do some tweaking, you know, and I'll give you those call letters as we move forward. But I got to tell you, uh, I'm so proud of myself that I figured out what a lot of those little buttons mean and how to work them in order to get a website that is up and professional. I am missing a few pieces that I, I plan to go back in and take care of that. 
later on today. So I know what my day will consist of, and that's getting that website up and published properly for you to be able to visit and, of course, the business cards so that I can share it with you. But how are you doing today? How is everyone? Uh, I trust you're having a, a safe and healthy weekend. I certainly pray that you are. I bid you peace and grace from my heart to yours. And so um, how about the fact that after weeks of grueling, stomach-crunching, uh, misogynistic, and even racist attacks, we can finally applaud that the Senate confirmation for Judge Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson is moving forward. She will be the first black female judge to sit on the United States Supreme Court in 233 years. She is the first and she will make history. She is making history. Uh, and the very fact that she could go through the, such grueling, and again, I'll say misogynistic and racist attacks from the people that were questioning her. She aced it and kept a smile on her face um, from the proverbial smile on your face. She kept her composure, I think is the best way to say. She kept her composure. She remained classy and sophisticated through it all. So we say bravo to the Boston babe, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Thank you for making it, honey, for going through it. You did it. You set a precedence for all black and brown and golden women in this nation that are here now and in the future to come. You are the first. And for that, you have made history. You are a Boston Bay Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Thank you so much. And so uh, why they grueled her uh, so hard and so put so much on her, well, we don't know exactly where all of that came from, uh, or maybe we do, but we're not, we're just not going to go into it, right? <clears throat> uh, but, you know, she passed it with flying colors. She remained sophisticated and classy through it all. And I think there's a very strong message in that for all of us. Uh, for not just the boss and babes, but just women, divine women, natural born women. I think there is a lesson in there that as life, uh, may come in our way and throw the punches that it has to throw in order to teach the lesson that must be learned. You know, how you deal with it has a lot to do with how you will come through it. If you see it as just a tax, uh, just they're hurting me, they're attacking me because they don't like me, then you may not pass the test. And I believe that for me, for Rochelle Wilson, the message that I take from this beautiful, beautiful black, brown and golden woman, uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, is that she maintained her elegance and her sophistication much she reminds me like Michelle Obama. Of course, I've already said she's a Boston babe because she helped a man run this nation uh, from the shadows. She did that. And so when I think about that and correlation and relationship to my own ability to maintain my own elegance and sophistication and my class, through all of the trials and tribulations that life must throw you because it's all a test to
to see your attitude about the trial or the tribulation, about the lesson, about learning the lesson. Sometimes it's just a test to see your attitude and how you're going to fare through it. So I've learned so much from watching her and her body language. You know, I'm into words. You know, I'm, I'm really big into words and her language and her body language. It spoke volumes about her character and her personality. And so I applaud her again. I can't say enough. She is a Boston babe and we welcome her to sit on the Supreme Court uh, of the United States of America. Thank you. Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. And so moving forward from there, I've got to tell you, one of the things that I did do, <clears throat> pardon me, one of the things that I did do to bring my solar return in, uh, I always like to prepare myself. And I believe very strongly, uh, based on some biblical references, that uh, one day is from sunset to sunset consist of one day. Now, you know, man came along and they changed it and they made it something else. But the original one day is from sunset to sunset. And that's typically somewhere around 6.30 or so p.m. until 6.30 p.m. the next day, right? And so I decided to get all of my work done. I pulled in the reins, shut the blinds, turned off the phones, got quiet, made sure the dogs are okay. And I got into what I consider to be my sacred space. You know, that prayerful, uh, thankful, gratitude closet. You know, grandmama used to talk about going into the prayer closet. I don't know how many of you remember that. Uh, and I didn't understand it then, but I definitely understand it now. Uh, I comprehend. So I shut the house down. I shut my whole self down so that I could just nourish myself because nourishing yourself and caring for yourself is self-love. That's how you know you love yourself when you do what your body and your mental health needs in order to continue to be impactful and sustain, sustainable, right? And so one of the things I did, I love to listen to my two favorite favorite spiritual speakers uh, of the multitude of amazing speakers that exist. I love Bishop T.D. Jakes. I absolutely adore Dr. Ava Muhammad. Just two people, as I grow uh, in my career and my speaking, I would like to grow up to be more like them in my speaking presentations. And I'm certainly interested uh, in expanding this movement uh, into a place where I will be doing more speaking engagements. I would love to do more public speaking engagements. Uh, started that right before COVID and then COVID hit and that was sort of the end of that uh, for that time. Now that we're opening back up, I do hope that the opportunities will present themselves, uh, that I will have uh, speaking, paid speaking engagements moving forward. But I'll tell you, I listened to these two phenomenal religious or reliant speakers. They are just so educated, so poignant in how they present their messages. And although they may be from different uh, name backgrounds, they actually complemented one another, uh, you know, in their teachings. 
And so I listened to these two people uh, for about two and a half, three hours. I just let it play as I sat there and I meditated on their words and on the message that they were bringing. And there's no way that I would disrespect myself or either of those two profound speakers in an attempt to try to reiterate what they said to me. But I will give you this portion of the message. And I think it's uh, it's it was so profound for me. It might also do something to change your thinking and to uplift your mind and your spirit. And one of the things that T.D. Jake said and, and Dr. Ava Muhammad, she said it in a different way, but it, it, it complemented what he said. And that is God is always up to something. You know, we we walk through this thing, we journey through this thing that we call life and we see all of the unfairness and perhaps disparities, uh, all of the issues of change uh, that we personally would like to see. Sometimes we feel hopeless or helpless that there's anything we can do. Uh, but the message is that God, Allah, the divine creator, the most high supreme omnipotence, right, is always doing something, always at work. Even before you reach the situation, that which is greater than yourself has already been there. And God will never send you somewhere without provision. And so if the promise is for you to be obedient and in that the reward is the provision will be made for you. It doesn't seem like rocket science to me for us to simply be obedient to that which is being given to us to do. Fulfill our purpose. And each one of us has to decide what that is. But the good news is, according to T.D. T. Jakes and according to Dr. Ava Muhammad, profound speakers, uh, prolific actually, I have to say, God is always up to something. Long before you even reach the scenario, the situation, the circumstance, God has already been there, has already dealt with it. You just need to get your attitude right so that you can have the right attitude to go through it. You won't get stuck there unless you choose to be stuck in that scenario and that situation. It's your choice based on your will. But God is always doing something, always making a way, making provision, providing you with the out that you need or the, the oh, close a door, open a window scenario, right? Like God is always doing something. And what really made it so personable because I already know that God is always doing something. And perhaps, perhaps you know that as well. But what makes it so profound was when the promise was reiterated, according to T.D. Jakes from the Bible, God promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us, that he knows the plans that he has for us and they are all good, and that he knows even the hairs on our head are numbered. How personal is that? So God is always doing something and he's doing it for you. He's making a way. She's making a way. 
She's opening up and parting the Red Sea so that you can cross to the other side unscathed, unhurt, unharmed, but learning the lesson. It all depends on your attitude to the lesson. And I think that that was so profound for me uh, going into another solar return. Uh, you know, your, your soul makes a full rotation around the sun. And the moment that it, it drops on your date of birth, your, for me, it was April 7th. All right. Then immediately come sunset, April 7th, my soul begins the next journey of rotation around the sun which will bring me to my 60th birthday. So, you know, for those of us who get it, we get it. For those of us that, that don't agree, that's fine. I'm not here to debate with you about that. I'm simply here to say, God is always doing something for you. And you got to have an attitude of thankfulness and an attitude of gratitude, even through the worst moments when it hurts the most. And I'm human, so I'm not, have not yet perfected this. I have not yet perfected this, having the right attitude in, at the worst, what feels like anyway, the worst moments, the most dramatic moments of your life to have a steady, calm, and faithful attitude. I've not yet perfected that, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And that is definitely something that I will perfect moving forward. So it was so profound to me. I just wanted to share that with you, uh, the WHGE 95.3 FM family. Uh, I want you to know you are never, ever, ever, ever alone. God, the spirit of God is always with you. And so hold on to that for today. And I don't know if I'm talking to someone personal uh, you know, if it's just a message that I'm sharing, but if it's reaching you personally, I want you to hold on to that and recognize uh, that you are not alone. We all human beings, we're so frail and we all have something that we're dealing with. Some of us, it's a financial situation. For some of us, it's a, a family dynamic is something is going on inside of the family. For some of us, it's a health issue, maybe a mental health or perhaps it's physical health. Maybe it's our spiritual health that needs a good spiritual doctor. Whatever it is that each one of us as human beings that we are going through, remember, you are a representation of that divine greater, something greater than yourself. So be the one that reaches out and offers a kind word or a loving helping hand up. Not a handout, but a hand up. Sometimes that is the God in you reaching out to help your fellow citizen in your communities. So that's enough of that. I wanted to share with you. It, it, it was so impactful on my life. I'm hoping that perhaps maybe it will touch the ears and the heart of someone out there listening and it will be impactful for you as well. So uh, I want to move forward from there and talk about something that I saw uh, as uh, Timeless Thomas says, you know, we know a lot of the same people. And one of the people that we're both friends with is a lady by the name of Jay Renee. Jay Renee, she is indeed a fierce activist 
and advocate for justice. I love her. I've met her. We have broke bread together. Uh, she has been invited. She has stepped across the threshold of my home and, uh, and welcomed her into my home uh, because I trust her and I love her that sincerely. And trust me when I tell you, I do not allow many people to cross the threshold of my personal sanctuary, my home. That is my sanctuary and I'm very mindful of the energy that I allow in it. So she has supplicated with me. We have supplicated and dined and broke bread uh, and, and just shared knowledge and information. And what she's doing now, I'm so proud to announce, she is a Boston babe, all right? She's doing documentaries on criminal justice, social justice here in the city of Wilmington, the state of Delaware. Uh, she is on YouTube and you can find her there. Uh, so you definitely want to chime in. She's got 312 subscribers, and I think that's awesome. Again, you have to understand the analytics of something like Facebook, uh, uh, the podcasting, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Alignable. All of these various different media outlets have their own analytics and people such as myself who pay attention to that because I'm on all of these things, right? I am podcasting and I am on YouTube and I am doing all of this uh, and Facebook and the radio. So the analytics are extremely important. It's very, very important. I can't express that to you enough. And so you'll often hear me say, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my podcast uh, under Make Some Intelligent Noise, Rochelle Wilson. That's where you'll find me. Uh, my Instagram, I'm right there, Rochelle7MSIN. But I've got to say for Jay Renee, she's got 312 subscribers and growing. I'm so proud of her. But as I watched her documentary last night, and it's a, it's a little bit lengthy. It's about an hour and a half or so long of a documentary. But there was this one particular clip uh, where she's interviewing some folks. And one of the folks that she's interviewing is a beautiful young lady. Uh, I think she's also a Boston babe. We, we have agreed to not agree on certain uh, ways about going about certain things. You know, I'm not really big on certain uh, elevated levels of protest. I like to protest more like Martin Luther King, you know, and uh, some people like to protest more like, uh, like someone else. So that's fine. But her name is Christina Kelly. She's a Boston babe and she's on this documentary that Jay Renee has put together, has edited and filmed and shot. And, and, uh, I'm so proud of her. And one of the things that Christina Kelly uh, mentions that really caught my attention and I should have asked, uh, we had uh, Michelle Harley, city council representative for the 4th district. We had her here last weekend and really engaged in a good conversation about what is going on with all the renovations in the neighborhood and how will that affect us? Us who live in these communities, what's going to happen to us? Will it be gentrification, you know, uh, redlining, whatever? One of the things that Christina Kelly said that really caught my attention was the Delaware's land bank. Now, I knew there was a land bank and I know what the land bank is. What I did not know, and forgive me for my own ignorance for not knowing this. Perhaps I was remiss in my research or asking the right questions. But I did not know 
that in order to participate, to be a, a property owner, in order to purchase one of these boarded up buildings, it's got boards all over it, the roof needs fixing, it might need some plumbing, in order for you and I to do that, you and I, the black, brown, and golden community right here in our own neighborhoods to find a boarded up house and, and to purchase it, fix it up, turn it into a community center or an after school house for extra homework um, or daycare, uh, an art studio, and a multitude of things that we could turn any house property into. One of these land back, land bank houses we could turn it into. We're not afforded that unless we have $50,000 in our bank account. It doesn't mean we have to spend $50,000 on the property. The property may only be $1. I'm just using that proverbially. Uh, so the property might be five, ten thousand, seven, twelve thousand dollars $10,000, $12,000, right? But in order to even apply to put the application in to purchase one of these boarded up houses, or one of these abandoned homes, we have to have $50,000 already just sitting in our bank account. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I felt some kind of way after listening to that report. I felt some kind of way after listening to that report. And perhaps you have already known it. You did the research before I did. I was doing something else. Uh, so you knew before I even knew that this was the uh, debauchery that's going on with these land bank houses. And when I look at our homeless population, as I've already stated to you, there's one little homeless man that uh, particularly has piqued my interest. And I look for him whenever I can find him. I, I try to bless him. But wouldn't it be great uh, if we could find little Jimmy a house to live in so he doesn't have to live in the alleyways or under the railroad station uh, down here at the train tracks uh, or, or, you know, God only knows where Jimmy sleeps every night. And I'm just using Jimmy as one of the multitude of homelessness, of homeless people we have right here in the state of Delaware, the city of Wilmington, the city of Wilmington. We have homeless, a very large homeless population. And, and according to Christina Kelly, 1,700 abandoned vacant houses. 1,700 abandoned, vacant, boarded up pieces of property that could become homes with rooms in it. Five or six homeless people could be in one house. Everybody gets their own room and a key. They get to participate and become a part of the fixing up process for home ownership and pride. I've said this before. I don't know if anyone listened to me, but I can pull it up on my on my tapes. I've said this on numerous different accounts. We've got all of these properties. We need returning citizens who are coming home from prison who may not have a strong family support system and they have nowhere to go. And we've got 1,700 boarded up pieces of property and yet no place for our returning citizens or homeless population to live. You've got to be kidding me. You've just got to be kidding me. I know that there's something wrong with that picture. So I'm putting this call out to our elected officials, public servants. We elected you 
to serve us, we the people, the public. I am particularly putting out a call uh, to Mayor Mike Przicki, whom I respect and admire and adore on a personal level. But Mayor Przicki, having $50,000 in my bank account in order to apply to do something good with an abandoned vacant house, that's not fair, sir. I feel like you're cutting me out. You're cutting me off at the knees before I even have an opportunity to stand up. You're cutting me off at the knees. Now, I personally, Rochelle Wilson, I may or may not have $50,000 in my bank account. You won't hear me say it uh, broadcasting live. But what I will say is that we as a community, if this one has 5,000 and that one has 5,000 and this one has uh, 4,000, but this one knows carpentry, this one knows electricity, this one knows welding and, and plumbing and pipe fitting. Why do I need to have $50,000 in a bank account in order to purchase a piece of property for our returning citizens and then give them a hammer and a bag of nails and let them start fixing up on this house that we're going to donate to you. But you have to live in it for, I don't know, two years, three years, five years, something like that. You got to fix it up. You can put five or six different returning citizens in one house because you got a full basement. You might have an attic. You definitely got three bedrooms. There's space. We can put people in housing if you will allow us to put people in housing. But you're asking for $50,000, which means you're only allowing the big time developers and corporations to come in and do whatever they want to do in our community. They want to come in our community and do what they want to do. Perhaps not even asking us, well, community, what is it that you feel you need the most on this block? Right here across the street, and I don't know whose district it is, but right across the street from the radio station is an, is an, is an abandoned building that's absolutely amazing. I know for a fact I can look at it from my window and I can see at least five bedrooms. That's five people who can take pride in home ownership and put a daycare or barbershop on the first floor and rent the other, uh, the other four or five bedrooms out. Do something with it for our community. Now, make some intelligent noise. Justice movement is about justice and equality for all of us all the way across the board. Yes, my primary focus is always what's going on inside and behind the walls, the prisons. Are we treating our incarcerated loved ones as if they are human beings? Is that what we're doing or is that not what we're doing? That is my primary focus all times. And what's taking place in our courtrooms with the judges who will put them in prison. Those are my two pet peeves, my passions. Judges accountability and what's taking place behind the prison walls. Humanitarian decency. But I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, justice for all also means justice in our communities and our abilities to purchase properties. 
$50,000, you're leaving it open only to our big time developers and our corporations. But what are you giving uh, the carpenter, the electrician, the returning citizen with a trade? And what are you doing about them? It's not fair. It's not right. And I definitely will be speaking on this, even if you don't hear me say another word about it. You may not hear me on the radio say another word about it, but I guarantee you, I will be sending an email. I will lift my voice to this issue because I'm passionate about it. How many returning citizens are, are going back into the same volatile uh, households that, that they came out of before they went to prison and now they come out 10 years later and you're going right back to that same household? When some of the same things are still happening or even worse things are happening, that's not a place to set up for success. That's a setup for failure for our returning citizens. And because my movement is about all things prison, that includes the ones that are being released. Our re-entry re and returning citizens, that's very important to me. Personally. And I know it's important to you because you are the loved one or the family member of a citizen who is perhaps currently incarcerated or has recently just been returned home. Or maybe they've been home for two or three, four years. But if they've never received counseling, if they never had the support system that they needed in order to work through their traumas, Anything over one year of incarceration, you are trauma-informed, honey. Do not think you're not, because you are. Statistics will prove that that is true. Science will prove that that's true. You have been traumatically informed. So people locked up in cages 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 years, they need counseling and they need strong support systems. They need their family to continue to be on their side and to help see them through it. From the smallest thing of knowing how to work a, a cellular device, these things we call cell phones is nothing more than a handheld computer. From, from the simplest things of learning how to do that to the big stuff like creating their own website, which I'm happy to say I just did on my own. I'm not a returning citizen at this point, but I'm telling you them little teeny buttons, you don't know what they go to. But I figured it out and I've got a website and that's a big deal. Just learning how to sit at the dinner table and have a decent, intelligent conversation while sitting and enjoying a meal, uh, a communion meal. Because when you're used to just sitting with your elbows up on the table and the fork straight from the plate to your mouth because you've got to hurry up and eat your food, you've only got five minutes to eat it. And when you're in the habit of wolfing it down after 10, 12, 15 years, sitting at the dining room table having a communion meal is a big deal of knowing how to do that with any level of proper etiquette or respect for yourself. Because God only knows if a returning citizen wants to go out on a date, attempt to date someone, whether it's male or female or whatever the case may be. If your mind is not right, then you're no good to the person that you're trying to date because you're not you're not right. So mental health and wellness is extremely important 
trauma informed is real and having good housing for our returning citizens is real. So what can you do? We, the people, you that are listening to me right now, what can you do? Sit back and ponder that for a moment. Think about that. What can you do? Can you send, uh, can we blast the city of Wilmington? Can we blast Mayor Przicki and ask him to, to bring that, those numbers down or to give the community a fair shot? Why do we have to have $50,000 if you've got a whole group of us and we've all got talents? We can get in that house and fix the plumbing, fix the roof. Uh, the carpenter can make sure that it's stable and the planks and whatever goes into all of that. The beams, that they're strong. And sometimes here in our communities... Because we may not have $50,000 just sitting, hanging around in our savings account. We have each other. We are each other's greatest resource. I am the carpenter. You are the electrician. Uh, you know how to write grants. You know how to do something else. You're a painter. So we come together and we'll turn this one house into an amazing daycare on the first floor and uh, people can live upstairs. We can, we can give home ownership to people upstairs or wherever the bedrooms are located and make the first floor uh, an after school extra homework place. You need a little extra homework uh, help? Come on over to this place in, in your community and we've got teachers and volunteers and tutors who will help you to do that. Why should you have to go all the way over to the PAL Center if you live here on the east side? Isn't there a place right here? Well, we've got the Boys and Girls Club. That's not too far away. But I know you get the point. I know you comprehend the point, the message of what I'm trying to explain to you. What I'm trying to express to you. We can do this as a community together. Locked in together. One house at a time. One house at a time. So we don't have an overload of returning citizens walking the street set up for failure to return back to the prisons. Let's get them housing. The land bank has got to change the criteria for the application process. It's got to change. So who is your city council representative? If you live in the city of Wilmington, send an email to your particular city council representative. I know who mine is. I'm in the second district. So that, that gives me Shanae Darby Bay. My senator is Darius Brown, unless somebody changes that. So I know who to send an email to. I know who to shoot a text message to. Whoever is your city council representative and perhaps the senator for your district, I'm asking you to shoot them an email and let them know the criteria for the land bank must change and become equitable for the people in the community. For the people in the community, not just big time developers. That's, that's not fair. And if you are going to let the big time 
you know, $150,000 developers come into our community, they need to ask us, what do you need in your community? You can't just come in my community and profit and develop and take abandoned houses and do great things with them and they become businesses for you that don't have any profit margin for us. That ain't right. As Chris Rock would say, that ain't right. That's not right. It's not fair. It's not equitable. It is not justice. It is not justice. So that's my two cents in that cookie jar. And I'm just about at the closing end of the show. I ran my mouth uh, quite a bit because that was really important to me. Again, I want to give love and shout out to Jay Renee for her documentaries. Check her out. She's on YouTube. And if you have a Facebook page, you can easily find her right there on Facebook under Jay Renee. Uh, and Christina Kelly, thank you for your very, you know, it was just very well spoken. So thank you, Christina Kelly. It was very well spoken, the information that you shared. I did not know that part about the $50,000. I knew the land bank. Uh, I knew the housing. I knew the homeless situation. But I did not know it was $50,000 just to apply. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you, Jay Renee, for doing the documentary that is loaded with knowledge and information. So much more than just what I've talked about today. So bravo to those two Boston babes. Uh, and of course, the number one, I've got to give it to you. I started, I've got to give it to you again. Boston babe, thank you for the historical movement of the very first black female judge, Supreme Court Justice in the United States of America, 233 years and it was only 55 years ago, if I'm not mistaken, 55, 53 years ago, uh, that we had our first black male Supreme Court justice. And that was Clarence Thomas. So she is making history. And I just, I just, the words are just so much bigger than I am for the Boston babe, Katanji Brown Jackson. Thank you, and we wish you well. You're going to change this nation just because of the seat that you now sit in. Lord knows I would love to interview her. I would love to interview her. I would love to interview her. And you never know, ladies and gentlemen, as I grow, as I become bigger and grown and prosperous and all of these other wonderful adjectives, it is the biggest desire of my heart. To definitely become that great public speaker, watching how T.D. Jakes does it, watching Dr. Ava Muhammad and how they do it, watching my Shiro uh, Oprah Winfrey and how she interviews. I love that. And of course, Ellen DeGeneres. I cannot leave her out. I love her, her, her style. She's kind of funny. You know, she puts a lot of humor in her interviews. And I love that. So these are the people that I model behind. And as I grow, according to God's grace and glory, I know that God is always up to something and he's doing it for me and he's doing it for you. My desire is to do more public speaking, to do greater and better interviews. I would love to interview Katanji. 
Judge Katanji, Supreme Court Justice. <laughs> that would be amazing. And you never know what God might have in store. Very well, I could do that. I'm also moving uh, now that my website is up and I'll tweak it with a few things later today and then I will post that. I will make sure that you know that. I then will be moving into the Philadelphia radio market as well as staying loyal and faithful to WHGE 95.3 FM, the one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information station for you, the community, our people. We are your voice and we are your choice for radio. So thanks for staying tuned in. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Make some intelligent noise. The mother of the movement and your favorite radio personality. Until we meet right here again next Saturday from 1 until 2 p.m. I pray you well. Go and be good to yourselves and be good to others. Because the karma that you create is so worth it. It is so good. Bask in the karma of goodness. Peace and grace, everyone, and God bless. Peace and grace.